Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing How Hard I've Worked by Little O, featuring my pal, Christine, on guitar and vocals. The song comes from their new EP, Reasons to Grow, which will be out on October 22nd. I think it is honestly fighting with my great aunt on whether or not she should put my pants on first or my socks on first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what was your position on that at the time? Um, I believe I felt like you should be putting your socks on first. <laughs> okay. She wanted opposite. Okay. And what, um, like, what's your, what's your preference now? <laughs> um, I think socks. Yeah, I think that's definitely. I mean, the socks are always first for me. I don't. I don't know why. Like, well, the pants can help pull the socks up. True, and like my theory. <laughs> if you put the pants on first, then you got to move them out of the way. So yeah. <laughs> you're really doing more. You know, you're creating more work for yourself. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that works. Um, <laughs> I suppose when you were little and that went down you know you just ended up doing it the way that your aunt wanted in the end mm-hmm. but uh but yeah a heated argument there um <laughs> uh when you were growing up um like at the house with your folks or or whoever you lived with like was music always a part of your, your daily life like did your folks listen to music or play music themselves or yeah, well, my, my dad listened to a lot of music. Um, he was always trying to, like, I feel like this is a very, like, 90s thing, but he was always getting new, like, stereo equipment and wanting to, like, set up the living room to have, like, 3D sound and all that sort of thing. Mm. So he was always playing music pretty loudly. And there's a lot of, like, classic rock. Like, he liked Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. So kind of grew up listening to some of that early on. And, um, like, did either of your parents, like, play an instrument, or was it just, like, there was just a lot of love for music? Yeah, neither of them played an instrument when I was growing up. My dad, I guess he played bass in a band when he was a kid, but he says that my grandmother drove his bass over backing into the garage one day, and that was the end of his music playing. (laughs) Oh, my my goodness. It was just, like, that's where... He jammed or something, so it was just yeah. like there, and it was just like boom, boom, and that's it. Yep, she backed into it or something. Oh no, that's terrible. But yeah, they they weren't really, they didn't really. My mom definitely didn't play any music. She was an artist, um, and then my dad just listened to a lot of music. So, um, I think like me wanting to play guitar was kind of kind of just came out of like seeing other people at my age starting to play and wanting to do that too. Yeah. But um, I imagine maybe your your parents were pretty supportive, like seeing as your dad was like invested in that to some degree when he was younger. <laughs> or no, I think they, no, they they didn't really believe me that I wanted to play because when I was in like sixth grade, I wanted to play drums, and they were just like, "Oh God, <laughs> no, mm. 
And my mom was like, well, get you drum pads. You can practice on them. And I was like, that absolutely does not work for me. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, no, I want drums. And then like later I asked to play bass and I feel like that they were just like, what the heck? No. <laughs> yeah. And then like when I was 13, I really wanted to play guitar. So I, um, I, my like uncle had a classical acoustic guitar, which my parents were like, fine, like you can learn to play on this thing. And, um, I had a paper route at the time. So I, you know, wanted, I was like, I'll use my paper route money and I'll like get myself guitar lessons. So little me with my paper route money and my classical acoustic guitar goes to guitar lessons, just wanting to play Nirvana songs. And my guitar <laughs> teacher just felt so bad for me. <laughs> he would like, let me use it. You know, he had an electric in there. So he'd be like, here, you take this and let me play it. So, yeah. I mean, I, um, I read a lot of comic books, so like you have to forgive me, but that is like such, and like that feels like a really iconic origin story to me. <laughs> like, like, I like that. yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You know, uh, one of my favorite comics of the past, like um, ten years or so, is the comic Paper Girls. So I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, here you're like, you're just slinging these papers onto people's porches, just like. 70 more papers and I got my guitar, you <laughs> yep. know, and, uh, and, and going to the lessons and, you know, making it happen despite mm -hmm. like, you know, a little bit of pushback, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can say as someone who does play drums and has a drum pad that like, I do not touch it. Like I never mm -hmm. do probably to my own detriment, you know, <laughs> like I should, you know, get the pad out and warm up a little bit more or, you know, practice mm -hmm. on it or whatever. But yeah, it doesn't do it. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, the opposite effect is sort of like my kids. I'm like, y'all can play the drums whenever you want. And they're like, I don't mm -hmm. care about drums, <laughs> you know. So yep. sometimes maybe I think like we need that like resistance to be like, yeah. oh, hell no, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's um, just there. You're just like, oh, whatever. That's part of the scenery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they will get on every once in a while. And it's fun yeah. to listen to just like, I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things about like um, any kind of art is uh, seeing someone with no uh, no conceptions of what it's supposed to uh, be, uh, yeah. just just trying it. I think that's so fun. Like, yeah. you know, when you see kids drawing and you're like, that's, that is not what a bird looks like at all. But that's like, mm -hmm. it, it can give you that mental image of a bird and that's all that matters. Right. So yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with music. Like that's what you're, I mean, that's what you're trying to do anyway. Like when you make music, right. It's just, you're trying to get the tangle of thoughts like in your yeah. brain to come out into a guitar. And For if it sure. was like easy every time, then we wouldn't like we'd write 10 songs and that'd be that right yeah so so i mean <laughs> you know i don't know i think that's really cool um so like you know you said that like you think that maybe one of the bigger motivations was just like seeing other people like get involved mm -hmm. and stuff um but like what bands were like really like doing it for you at that time when you were like, okay, guitar, let's do this. You yeah. mentioned Nirvana and that's like, yeah. I mean, that's obviously a touchstone for so many people. Um, mm -hmm. But what else was going on? 
Um, yeah, I loved I loved Nirvana and I loved Bush and Silverchair all when I was like, you know, eighth grade time. So um, and then like learning those songs, you realize like, you know, it's a lot of power chords or like Silverchair is just like drop D. And so it's just like bar chord, you know, like one finger. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, learning even some of those songs just made me be like, you know, it kind of gave me some confidence early on, which was really cool. Um and then, like, back then, I probably, you know, I liked Blink-182, I liked Green Day, like, it was all just, you know, I was just trying to, like, find music kind of on my own, because I'm, I'm 38, so, you know, I was still buying CDs and stuff, and once again, you need paper money to do that, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just, like, you just try to explore and find what you can, so I think, you know, young, younger, I listen to a lot of, like, just your typical like mainstream like alt rock and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then like in my town there was a ska band called the Sellouts. My first show when I was like thirteen was at a VFW hall and it was the Sellouts, Big D and the Kids Table and Drexel. And I just loved like the energy of like the local show and like just seeing everybody, you know, kind of coming in because it was also in my town there was a small period of time where there was a vfw hall in my town that had shows um and just seeing like all these different types of people that i didn't see at school was really cool and it just made me want to be a part of it yeah and that's like a very like a vfw show is like a very intimate experience and probably something Mm -hmm. that feels like it feels really foreign from what you see on TV, like Nirvana playing for like thousands of people, you know, and (laughs) and whatever. And so like, were you immediately like just pulled into that world? Just like, Oh my gosh, I'm standing like four feet away from this band and yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels so cool. And it feels like, you know, and that's the point where you start to be like, maybe I can do this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, before that, like, did you have, like, before you started taking guitar lessons and stuff, though, did you play any instruments, like, in school or? Nope. No. Nothing. This is my first instrument. <laughs> um, like, choir? Oh, or? I guess I had, uh, no. I think no? we had, like, a chorus class. I did okay. have a piano, like, a, not a real piano, like a keyboard. Okay. I always wanted a keyboard when I was little. So I, you know, could, like, learn stuff by ear on there and would, like, play songs. But, like, I can't play piano. But yeah, no, I, I always had a keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely um I definitely relate to that a lot. Like I can um I I play piano on like lots of my recordings. Like but oh, cool. it's like uh it's very um it's very like lead guitar player in the studio, you know, it's like mm-hmm. um well I nailed that part of it that time. And I nailed like I play right, it seven yeah. times and we'll I can just stitch this together. Yeah, yeah. We can sorta um we can make that sound like a whole piece. Like, yeah. And uh don't ever ask me to do this live, please. <laughs> um but yeah. Um <clears throat> so you said like though like just from um having this keyboard, you were able to sort of like figure things out by ear. Mm-hmm. So that that's like a you know um, a talent that I don't know, you know, like, I'm not sure if that's just like latent, if that's just something you either, like, I'm sure you can teach yourself to do it better. You can teach yourself to do it, but was that kind of thing always easy for you? Just like a uh, little bit. I, I have a memory of like one time, like 
my dad had said at one point that like my grandfather like knew how to do some music stuff. And so I remember going to him and being like, how do you play, you know, like silent night, like the Christmas song on keyboard. And he mm-hmm. just like played it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I think that probably just made me be like, I guess that's a thing you can do. And then like, I just, you know, would start to try to like follow things or like, I remember trying to figure out the Jurassic park theme song really young. Cause I loved it. Um, and like the Zelda song and stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it was just, I think I just had, there was definitely some sort of like drive in me that like music was, music was definitely like doing something good to my brain. Like it, there was something that made me want to keep following it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I think there's something there too, as far as like, um, because one of the, um, techniques that I've talked about, um, before with different people, which is like, this is a, a vocal thing where it's like, once you hear it, sometimes you're like, Oh, duh. But like, the thing is like, you don't, you don't reach for that note. You just know where it is and you go Mm -hmm. straight there. And so I, I think that's like one of those things where, like when you're, you know, trying to figure out music by like ear and stuff, if you have like a proclivity to that, then that's gonna um be a like a silent uh weapon in your like, you know, vocal repertoire. Just mm-hmm. like being able to just be like that note is right there and yeah. going for it. Um have you ever had like you mentioned guitar lessons, but have you ever had vocal lessons? I haven't. I've never done it. It's something I would, I like, I wish I had tried it. I probably, you know, I could still try it. I think it would be cool to learn how to like sing more correctly, but I don't think that'd be fair to the rest of us though. If you were better, (laughs) like that wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't be fair. Like let's, I was assuming that you had already had some kind of training. Oh no. Wow. Thank you. No. No, I, when I was younger, I remember thinking like, you know, I'd started playing guitar and like immediately started singing mm-hmm. with it no matter what. And then I was like, oh, but I can't sing. Cause like, I just didn't think, you know, I did not believe that it was a thing I could do. And then I remember being like, I wish I had like a soundproof box that I could like practice singing in. And then when I was like 17 and got my first car, I was like, I got my soundproof box. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. singing here. And yeah. honestly, I think it was just, just singing along to stuff and like, Whatever, And then, like, as I started doing a band, I think, you know, I learned ways to at least, like, you know, maintain better vocal, like, strength during shows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you sort of like, oh, that's it's um, easier when it comes from this part of my body. Yeah, and, exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah. And of yep. course, referring to the uh, the diaphragm, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, since this is just an audio thing. Uh yeah, it's um it's it's wild, especially like, you know, a lot of the more like aggressive bands and stuff when when you're like um people are still learning how to do it and you're like I I hope they figure it out before they hurt themselves, you know. Right, yeah. Um but yeah, it's um it's wild like I I've I don't know, I think that um, I have been able to sing better in my life than I can now. I, I think something happens, uh, mm. the, the older you get, I think. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like, uh, 
you know, I don't know if there's a an amount of practicing or whatever, or maybe I just like have polyps and I just don't even know. Oh, I'm not sure, yeah. you know, but um, at this point it's like when I go into a certain uh, volume level, it's just like, I just get that raspy mm-hmm. sound no matter what. And I'm uh, just trying to embrace it. But um, yeah, uh, uh, I think like, it's it's wild. Like I was really taken with y'all's stuff like the instant I heard it because it it uh reminded me of stuff that I listened to in high school like um Blake Babies and uh and Velocity Girl and, and stuff uh-huh. like that. I nice. You so you are okay, I was just having this conversation with my partner and I was like, if this is if this person is much younger than me, then they may just have no idea what I'm talking about, which I know Velocity Girl. I yeah. didn't know the first band, but yeah, Velocity um, Girl was one I found when I was younger. Yeah, Blake Baby's uh Juliana Hatfield's like first oh, band. Oh, okay. And cool. uh yeah, it was just I mean, such a mm, such a, an important part of my um of my high school era self, like mm-hmm. that I was not able to like really celebrate because of m- like uh, uh you know just like my friend group being like yeah. just a bunch of like macho boys etc cetera, yeah. etc cetera, you know so I had yeah. other friends that were like girls with short hair and stuff and now I'm like wow it's it's fucking wild like how I just never should have been h- hanging out with those like macho boys, I should have just been hanging out with the girls with short hair. Like yeah. I really, I just related to that. My f- fondest memories are of those friendships, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to the album. And and uh, like I'm like, you know, uh, I think that the, you know, the couple of singles that are out are just like, I'm like, this is the kind of music. Maybe not even just me, but this is the kind of music that a lot of people need right now that just like, oh. <laughs> it can be about whatever, but it makes you feel good when you listen to yeah. that. Is that That's a, awesome. is that a, like a, is that a byproduct or is that part of like your mission statement? Are you like, look, playing music feels good. And when we play music, like people are going to feel good. Or is this just like, this is the songs we write. That's the way it is. I think when I'm writing, I like to write things that make me feel good. I like to write things that make me feel like, I don't know, sometimes I'll be working on the lyrics or something and like you just, you know, you're trying to figure a part out forever. And then you just like suddenly it like snaps into place and you kind of get this like emotion where you're like, holy shit, I did it. (laughs) Like I figured out the thing. Yeah. And like, I think I just want to express like that, you know, like I, I really love playing music and it like really helps with like my like getting my emotions out and stuff and I just I would hope that like that is a like a way that other people feel when they hear it and then you know like when uh Chris joined the band and they for like for these songs they were kind of written during the pandemic so I kind of brought them in um but when you know Chris added like their backing vocals it was just this whole other level of emotion that was put into the songs and I think like you know, they just like it really pulled on like my heartstrings to hear like their additions to the songs. And I just it the whole thing just made me so happy to like it was just such a great like combination that I didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, there's a, is it, uh, okay. It, there's a backup vocal on the acoustic EP, correct? Where there's. Yep. Yeah. Is that that's them? me. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's just me. Oh, I'm okay. just singing very low. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great. And it sounds like it, it could have come from another person, which is like, obviously like a lot of times that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. There was like, there is one song where my friend Clinton that recorded, he did a, like, there is like two lines. He did a backing vocal. So there is one person, but it's, um, it's like just one little pit, little bit that we're like, yeah, let's add this in. Yeah. But that was, cause that was recorded in Massachusetts, um, when I was still living there. And then I moved out here and we just, you know, took little O, which was a, my acoustic project and made it a band. Okay. So that explains like sort of how you know your your first like single uh Glau- Gloucester or is it Glau- mm-hmm. Gloucester okay. <laughs> Gloucester okay um it was from like in November of 2019 and then yep. like and then the, the acoustic EP came out on uh, Valentine's Day in um in 2020 so like yep. Was that, and that is what you're talking about, that was recorded in Massachusetts still? Yes. So yeah. was that, you, it was still a solo project at that time? And then? Yeah, yeah. So the intention was like, so I started the solo project because I just, I wanted to play out more. Um, so my other band in Massachusetts is called Save Ends. And we just weren't playing as much because we were, you know, been a band for a while. So I was like, I want to play more and I have songs that I, you know, want to do. So, you know, I started the solo project and then put the EP out in 2020. And I had like plans of starting to like do weekend tours and like do the solo thing for a bit. But then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. So all that got, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well. I'll just like not get too sad about this, but I just, I didn't feel when the, when the pandemic started out, I was just, I couldn't do music. I just, you know, I was feeling all sorts of ways as everybody was, Yeah. but you know, I was, I was so impressed by people that were just like, all right, well I'll just like write music and like still do the band band stuff. And I was just like, I can't, but I did start writing more stuff uh like using garage band and the like drummer thing they have built into it mm-hmm. i started doing like full band songs that i was like oh well i'd like to do these sometime and like they're not save end songs they're very much like mine so maybe little o should be a full band um and then my partner and i made the decision in 2021 to move to california so we're like all right when we get to california we're starting this band so we got out here, Mike plays drums, uh, and then Eric and Chris joined us like in November of last year, October, November of last year, and yeah, I've been doing the band since then. From the day we met, I couldn't place
Now, when you're, when you're, like, how rudimentary is that on there? So when you're putting this together, like, how satisfied were you to where you're like, these are the ideas, or, or were you able to get that to where they were, like, pretty close? Right, yeah. So I, like, I definitely still, I personally have, like, a very rudimentary knowledge of drums, but I know, like, I want this part to sound energetic, and I want this part to have more cymbals, and I want... I want, like, the band to kind of go lower at this part and whatever. So, like, I feel like I could build in the, like, feelings that I wanted using the garage band demos. Oh, okay. um, and, like, you know, so that at least, like, the song had its, like, structure and, like, you know, kind of emotional pathway. Um, but Mike definitely likes to add a lot of, like, flourishes and, uh, uh, like, what's it called? Drum fills and stuff like that. So. Sure. He built off of what was there, but like, you know, he added just way more and made it, you know, I think my demos were a lot more, um, more subdued, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like they definitely help with like making the song makes, you know, you could bring it to band practice and be like, all right, we pretty much know how this is supposed to go. Yeah, now everybody just like do what feels good. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I, I just, you know, I don't know why I'm just under the impression that like this would have been roughly the equivalent of like hitting play on the keyboard where it's just, it goes like boop, <laughs> da, boop, boop, da, you know? And then yep. like, cause like I have a, I have a project where like, you know, my friend was like, I wrote some songs, like, would you want to um, play drums on them and do some vocals? And, um, that is very much what those sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I was just like, I was like, yeah, like, you know, you mind if we like make this little, you know, bit dynamic and, you know, because right. it's just, yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> regardless, like, I mean, as someone who's, you know, um, you know, about around my age and stuff, like, did you ever think like this was going to be a thing that you're able to just sit down and do like, Oh when, no. Yeah. I mean, isn't it incredible? It's like, yeah. Cause even like, cause it's only cause on the, it's the newer versions of garage band that have been out for a couple of years, but like you don't have to map the drums. They're just like samples, but then they have different drummer personalities oh, okay. that you can like pick. And then from there you can pick like, then they have this like little quadrant thing where it can be like, simple complicated loud quiet and you just move your cursor oh that's and awesome it just like it because i can't like again like i don't know how to i can't even like speak drum in band practice but like i can find the thing that i want in garage band and like tweak it enough so that it's doing the thing without like yeah because i remember the one time i tried to program drums i put like too many on i was like oh and my friend was like yeah you need like three people to be playing <laughs> like and I was like I have no control I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I guess I need three drummers then I mean you know no big deal <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's um it's wild like that reminds I mean it and then you see bands with two drummers or whatever and you're like yeah that's so bonkers like I've I've been in bands like where you couldn't find one drummer for like a year, mm -hmm. you know, and you've got yep. two really great drummers. <laughs> you're like, it's not fair. So funny. Yeah. Um, going back a ways though, uh, back to when you first started and, and when you were like, I think this is something that I could do. Like, what was your first experience like when you were trying to start a band and, and, and start playing with people uh, for the first time? 
Um, so I really didn't start playing. I, I played with like some friends in high school, but they were all into like jam bands. So uh. I did learn to solo with all of them, which was cool because like I didn't really grasp it until I was in a room with like people playing actively. So that was cool. Um, but I really kept all my songwriting to myself because I just again, like I didn't uh, I didn't think I could sing. I didn't think that anything I was doing was like you know, for sharing, I just kind of did it for myself. But mm -hmm. in college, I started to meet a lot more like, you know, like-minded people. And um, we had open mic nights every Monday. So, you know, eventually somebody found out I play guitar and like that I sang. And so it was like, all right, well, you got to start doing this. And so I, I like, you know, finally like worked up the courage to, to do an open mic night with a friend. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was cool, but I I still just had only been playing by myself, so I I didn't really know how to like do a band thing yet. Um, and then I think like no one had really heard me play too much, and I was like pretty shy about it. So it really took a while. I actually didn't start my first band till I was 24, um, and it was with uh, friends of mine who had like their you know high school through college band had just broken up, and they they're just like yeah like well start playing your songs like that'll be fun um and we started doing it and I just I feel like you know it just was this turning point in my life where I was like wait I have all of these skills that I have been keeping to myself <laughs> like yeah. I can do this stuff like and I it all just like made sense all of a sudden and I mean I definitely had a lot to learn about like how to like write songs for bands and and everything but it was just it it just felt great to finally feel like I didn't I wasn't like keeping this stuff to myself anymore. Like I had an outlet for it. Um, I wish I had started younger, but I feel like, you know, it's fine. The path that I am on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird. Like, you know, sometimes people who do start younger than, um, the, you know, they they're burnt out by the time, yeah. you know, that they're our age or whatever. So like, I don't know, you know, like me personally, I did play in bands in high school and like pretty much, you know, nonstop. But then I did have like a period where I was like, sort of, I felt like, you know, what you were describing where I, I had been in bands, I'd been on tours and stuff like that. But then I just had this period where I was just like, yeah, I don't know, like, what, like, I'm not, I, like, I don't feel like I'm really hitting, like, what I mm -hmm. want to be hitting, like, how can I, wh what do other people think, like, if I'm, if I'm not even, if the stuff that I'm showing people isn't even doing what it's supposed to do for me, then how, right. you know, how, what must other people think, and, and um, I don't know, when I sort of worked through all that, like, uh, and came back to music, you know, I've just, like, I, it's never been a, even a question, you know, like, that comes up again. It's just like, wow, I mean, like, the, I'm doing it again for the same reason that I always wanted to do it. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's like that's what really matters. That's what's like, you know, fueling me and stuff. So, 
I mean, it's just like you said, like you're you are where you are because like that's I guess that's the way it needed to be, you know. But um, right. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it is, it, it is interesting that you said like you had a lot to learn about writing music for a band. Like, would you go into that a little bit more? What you meant by yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I think because, well, because a lot of the times I just wrote on acoustic guitar. Um, so kind of writing with like bigger chords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then like, and you know, when you're playing like your acoustic songs, I feel like you don't have, there's no point for like, you're not going to do like, have like a solo break. There's going to be like a drum fill or like a cool part. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's just like all about getting your lyrics out and like an emotion out. Whereas I feel like doing the band, it was like learning like, okay, so you're going to play like the verse this way for a little bit, like quieter. And then we're going to make it louder. And then like, we're going to have like a little extra, you know, extra like couple measures here that like just have like a different vocal thing or like, I don't know, just like it taught me to like expand on the songwriting and like put more parts in. Cause I definitely had a tendency to just be like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, maybe a bridge. Um, and just learning like there's, there's more to add to, to the songs. Um, and then like, you know, incorporating like how like bass can fit in. And then when I was doing actually, I mean, all the bands I've done have been dual vocals. So that's like a whole other thing too. Like how do you write where you have two people singing, um, and like learning to like do harmonies and switch off and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I just think like I felt like a little bit green, like just because I walked in, I was like, I play guitar and I sing, but it's there's you know like some more to it than just like strumming the chords and stuff. Mm-hmm. But did you also feel like that took a lot of the like pressure off of you because you realized like, hey, I I don't have to fill this whole thing out myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, I also know, I mean, especially the, the early days of like me playing in the band, I would just get so excited to hear drums behind a part that I, I would get giddy and have to stop playing. Cause I was <laughs> like, Oh my God, that's so cool. It's just like, you know, you just feel like it just, it felt so great to be doing it with people. Like I love, I love like band practice. I love like making music with people. I just think it's like, this feeling like no other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really precious. And like, honestly, like I will 100% say right now that like what something that happens to me so often when I'm playing drums in a band is like, I get that feeling that you're describing, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, but it's like, I'm like, I'm the one playing this, like, oh shit, like yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this. Like, and yep. it's, it's, um, it's wild. Like I, I, th- I, um, I play like guitar and, um, and drums and, and whatever, well, I, I, I'll play whatever I can get my hands on, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, am, am good or bad at them depending on who you ask. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I think that each thing that you play has such a um it has such a a personality like baked into it like the keyboard, you know, the drums, the guitar. Mm-hmm. And I love doing each one of them for like what they are, but like 
yeah, the the drums are so it's so easy to get lost. Like when you just have that beat behind you, it's like nothing can go wrong, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. And uh, and you're just yeah, I don't know. You goof up on guitar and the beat is still there, and you're like, who cares? Yeah. You know, whatever. It's fine. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, <clears throat> so you mentioned um, like. What was the name of your other band again? It's called Save Ends. Okay. And you, so you sort of, like, is that band still going? Because you, you, like... Yep. Okay. I was just, um, I was nervous to ask that question in case it was, like, a tender subject. But um, mm. but that's, like, back in Massachusetts, sort of? So you're, like, yeah. sort of, like, you're doing that and you're doing um, Little Low and, like, um, like... How long has Save Ends been going? Uh, so Save Ends started late 2009. Oh, okay. And yeah, so we've been a band for a while. And so we just don't do, you know, we're not as, we're not like actively growing, I guess. Like uh-huh. we, you know, have done like what we we're going to do. Um, but we also like still love playing music together and still like playing together and whatever. So um, with like the move, with me moving away, um, we just, we didn't do anything during the pandemic. And then, uh, we did right before I left, we recorded a split seven inch with our, like to do with a friend. So we did two new songs and then, um, we're playing, uh, the Gainesville fest in Florida in October. Mm-hmm. So we're just like still doing stuff. We're just not like actively, we were not actively practicing when I was moving. So, um, it's just kind of like, let's just not break up. But yeah. like we'll do stuff when when it feels good to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I love a good like no pressure. Like yeah, not it's like committed, but it's not like we always have to be doing something or else like what's the point? It's just like chill. Yeah, it's like hey, like hey, I was kind of like working on this thing and it felt like us as opposed to yeah. my other stuff or however that goes, you know. Yep. Um, that's awesome. I'll definitely have to, uh, to check that out later. Um, yeah. Um, so that's a band that's been going for a while and I, excuse me, I assume that you learned like a great deal about like playing in a band from your experience was that with that band. Um, did you do like many tours together in that time or? We did, we did like one 10 day one, like in the U S and then we went to Europe in 2017, which was the best. It was so much fun. And then we were very big because we're in Massachusetts. We're real big on just doing weekend tours, Mm -hmm. you know, like a Thursday through a Sunday. Cause you can hit Philly and New York and you can go up to Maine and go down to like West Virginia. Like there's just so much you could do on a weekend. So we just did a lot of that and it was great. I mean, I feel like there was just like three or four years where I was gone every other weekend because we were doing something and it was awesome. Like, and yeah, the drives are just not that bad there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were very, we were like active for a non touring band. Yeah. And now you're in California and and you can do the same thing, but you just don't like, you don't leave California. Nope. It's like you (laughs) could do seven shows, but you're like, (laughs) well, we didn't make out of state, but we, we traveled a long way and that was a great time. Yep. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's it's funny that you're like in this band and you're like, yeah, we did a lot of tours, but we were from the East Coast. And then you're like, but we also toured in the 
in Europe and you're like, it's basically the same thing. Like mm -hmm. you can, you, but you can, but you can actually be in another country. Yeah. Cause it's like, no problem. yeah, we, um, we've toured over in Europe a couple of times and, um, the band that we were trying right before the pandemic, we were trying to bring our friends who have brought us over there a couple of times. We were trying to bring them over here and, mm -hmm. uh, and they were like, like, and now I, I live in Indiana. So like, that's where we're establishing sort of our starting point. Right. And they're like, are we going to make it out to California on that tour? And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> because when we would be on tour with them in Europe and, and, um, and they're like, you know, got a hell of a drive today mates you know and we're like yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah they're like five hours and you're oh like oh my god uh right yeah no um we're not going to california no yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that's so funny yeah not a five hours is a and i'm sure i uh, um i'm sure my accent is terrible and it doesn't sound anything like anyone from anywhere in the world but um you know we used to make each other pretend uh, on tours, uh, uh, we, we would do each other's accents and, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever get a chance to do that again, definitely have, um, someone from Europe do their American accent cause they are great. Oh my God. That would be very funny to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about buying cheeseburgers and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, it's, um, like a touring has been always been such a great experience. I think as a whole, like, you know, most people would say that, but, um, did you ever have just like one really like, Oh, this was not a great experience. Like, <laughs> and, you know, nothing that was like traumatic, but like, what yeah. was like some of your, Oh, that wasn't fun. Um, I think like, our definitely like probably our worst show we played in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, that's like that says Tuesday. it all actually. <laughs> yep. And like there was there was where we were playing was an old church, which was already strange. And then there was nowhere to eat around us except this one little restaurant. So we went in and I, I'm vegetarian and the only thing they had on the menu that I could eat was nachos. So I ordered nachos and they brought them over to me and it was just white chips with cold shredded cheese and lettuce on top, <laughs> which I was like, what on earth? And like the lady must have seen my face and she was like, well, what's the matter? And I was like, well, the cheese. And she was like, we don't usually melt it. And I was like, I, why am I here? <laughs> like, it was just like, and then, you know, the, the other band that played that was like the local was like a, like kind of like a jam band. So like, we were on tour with our friends too. And like, we were just, it just, it was like a weird show where like we didn't fit and no one came and you know, it was just like middle of nowhere, nothing happened, but definitely like the worst show on that tour. But the tour was good in general. Just not, not Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. See, I'll talk all the shit about Dayton. I want, cause I was born there and I grew Oh, funny. Yeah. I lived there until I was like 12. So like, yeah, I'll, I will absolutely talk shit.
I still have some friends that live in Dayton, and like I love them. But like, and you know, some family that live there, and I love them obviously. Yeah. But like, uh, I just don't have like a ton of yeah. I mean, we've my bands because I've been in a lot of uh, bands with a cousin of mine who still lives in Dayton to this day. So we mm. play there a lot, and I just do not have. I had like one really good show in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Out of oh my god! Out of how many? I don't know. Twenty, right. you know, or I, I mean, it's just like, yeah. Um, so, like, out of all your touring, were there some shows that were just like, in an unexpected way, that were just like really great? Like, what were those? Yeah, some of yeah, those like the best. The best ones we used to play were at this. So it was this. I don't know if I can call it a venue. It was a place called the Ice House in Cohost, New York. And it was um, the band Prince Daddy and the Hyena, their singer Corey, when he was like in high school, he, his family lived in this house that used to be an ice house. And so the front room was this huge room with high ceilings and his parents let him have shows there. So co-host from Massachusetts, from Boston was like a two and a half hour drive. So we would go there like once every couple months and play a show. We like played with the sidekicks there, which was great. We played with um, sundials there. Like people would like that would be on people's tours to go through there. So then, you know, save ends would just get to drive up and get to play these like awesome shows in this house. (laughs) Yeah. That was like with like the parents present. They'd be like out in the back drinking wine and eating pizza. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to go have wine with the parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But those are definitely, those are so fun. And like, it just, it was, you know, two and a half hour drive is like, that's convenient <laughs> to go yeah. play a great show. Honestly. Yeah. And it's funny that that's co-host too, because like a good friend of mine, um, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure if he s- still works there or, or if, he, you know, how far he lives. Maybe it's, he doesn't live as far from there or whatever, but, um, that's the only time I've ever heard of co-hosts is um, by like sending him like records that we've played on together. Oh, and funny! Stuff. But yeah, he works at a library there. He like, yeah, we we had some projects that we've done like long distance projects together, and he like will do he'll like scream his like vocals at a library like after <laughs> they're closed and uh, oh that's so cool. So that's like my knowledge of co-hosts is like you know my my buddy like screaming in a library and now there's like yeah there's there's you know just right under his nose there were these like awesome shows happening sometimes yeah. at this you know uh at this house um somewhere but um yeah um so the um the newest single at least um I'm not sure if uh, if I am not was also uh recorded there but the newest single you have credited that you recorded with Jack Shirley. So the the new EP, like the whole thing was recorded with Jack Shirley then? Yep. Okay. And um, like, what was your experience like recording there, like versus like some of the other places that you've recorded or your other experiences recording? Um, this is the first time I ever recorded fully live. So oh, okay. I, yeah, I always wanted to try it, but you know, we just, the ways like my other bands worked, it was always like, no, nah, let's just like take a week and we'll do like, you know, regular tracking, which mm-hmm. is fun. But yeah, the live thing, we just were like, you know, we wanted to get, we wanted to get the songs done quickly. 
Um, and then Mike had worked with, I don't think he, he had not recorded with Jack for any of his bands, but he had been in his studio before doing like guest vocals on something. Mm-hmm. So, um, he was like, yeah, the studio is great. Jack is awesome. Like, let's go there. So, you know, we booked our time and we practiced really, you know, a ton leading up to it. And I was like, let's practice without vocals. Like we need to make sure like we're good at this without vocals. Cause that's how it's going to be in the studio. So um, we did uh, two, no, we did, we had three days booked, but we ended up getting the tracking, like the live stuff and the vocals done in like two days. Like we went back on the third day and fixed like two or three things. And then Jack was like, I'm going to start mixing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was like pretty kind of in and out. Uh, we just prepared really, really hard to make sure that like we were going to be like on top of it when we got in there. So it was, it was good. It was fun. Um, and like, I don't know, recording to tape was like different too, because, um, you know, in the past, like when you do it with like tracking, you can have them like they'll fix your vocals and stuff like that. But it was like, no, we really got to get like cues right. And I, at one point I was like, so will there be like, do you do auto tune or anything? And he was like, only if you ask. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So we did the whole thing with like no auto tune, which I'm like so proud of. I just like, I feel like that's just my like crowning glory. I'm like, I can sing now. I did like a whole EP and there's no like vocal editing on there. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've never had any experience with that, but like, um, yeah, someone threatened me with it once. <laughs> Where, because I was just like, I don't want this to happen. And they were like, yeah. I'll, I'll do it if I think that it needs it. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I better make sure it doesn't need it, right? Um, yeah. But that's just like a, that's a, not a, um, that is not a, a uh, condemnation of the practice or the, the, the utility of autotune. Like that is just my um, personal, like, fascination with bad voices like Davy Von Bolin from Promise Ring and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just find, I just have a, ch- think that's so charming, like, yeah, you know, and just adds, like, I mean, I wish I could just, like, be great a- as a singer, but I, I guess I've embraced the other thing because that's mm-hmm. where the chips fell, you know? Um, yep. But yeah, I, I, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, um, I, I've, I've definitely been both places. Like I've I've done like live recordings and um I do like prefer that, but I've been like recording my own bands um for the last whatever and I just don't have like I don't have enough inputs, you know, to do that. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> this is what it is. Like if we wanna have eight mics on the drums, then we're we're doing that separate. So uh so it's like, yeah, you'll hear the guitars like in your headphones, but um yeah, we're not recording at the same time. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it is definitely a different experience, and and I'm glad you you know you got to have that and enjoyed it because it's yeah it can make it, it it can it's definitely like less stressful and it can make the whole experience like more exciting and you know um, memorable and stuff. Um, yeah, and it's cool. Like it was cool to just be like I'm gonna let go of like anything being perfect because when you can just keep editing stuff, I feel like that's what you do. But oh, when true. it was just like, no, we're just gonna, we're going with this. And like, I like how it sounds and I'm, I'm glad we did it that way. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, so how many songs did you record? Five. So Five yeah, songs. the EP will come out when the EP comes out. Um, it's October 21st. It's five songs altogether. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and how did you get hooked up with the label that's releasing it? Um, so Mike started just like contacting some labels like that we liked the other bands on. Um, and like just talking to Wiretap and Rob, we just were like, this seems like a great fit. And like, we like, you know, the music that Rob's put out. I had friends who had worked with him previously. Um, and so we were just, yeah, we were just like, yeah, this seems, this seems like a good way to go. And we also, in the interest of like, we did want to get the songs out as soon as possible because, Mm -hmm. you know, we record it in April and it's like, if you're going to put this on physical, you're not going to get it for like a year or two. And it was like, and Rob was like, why don't we just do a digital only release? Like then you can get it out whenever is good. And we're like, all right. Yeah. And so we're like super happy. He like wanted to work with us and do it in a, you know, not as like normal way and just go digital. So it's cool. Like hopefully, you know, moving forward, we'll, uh, maybe start doing physical stuff. I think we're going to like, we talked to Rob about like making tapes. So we're just going to make our own tapes and sell the EP that way too, just so that we have something physical, but but yeah, uh, just honestly, just reaching out to people, um, hoping somebody liked it (laughs) and Rob did. So that was great. Yeah. And you said you recorded in April then. So, yeah. I, I was going to ask um, if I Am Not was from that same session then. and It, it, it is. is, yeah. You're making me realize i got to add that to our band camp as far as the credits. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, because um, it's – I mean, I was, like, assuming that it was because you have, like, um, a very now, – now, I'm not sure if that uh, – if the artwork that is on the two different um, singles, like, I'm not sure if either of those is – uh, the actual EP album art or whatever, but they're both mm-hmm. like, it looks like it's the same artist and it's yeah. like the same style. So I was like, assuming I was like, okay, so either this band is going for that sort of thing, like just as a general aesthetic now, or like those are related images. Um, well, so part of it is that like with, with like Apple music and Spotify and all that sort of stuff, if you want, this is what Rob said, if you want to put singles out, you have to have different artwork because sometimes it will reject it if you keep using the same artwork for different songs right? or something. So, but I had a friend, Lauren, who I've wanted to work with forever, um, like, you know, collaborating with her artwork. So it was like a good opportunity to, to do that. So yeah, we have her, she did artwork for each single, the two singles, and then we have one more collage that will come out with the EP. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's fantastic. So um, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. She's awesome. Her Instagram is very thin slice. Um, she's worked with some other bands before too. So she has, she just has a great style. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely look, look her up as well. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, so as far as the, uh, as far as the EP goes, um, what's the, what's the official pitch like, uh, date, time, where, you know, where people can hear it when it comes out. Cool. Yeah, it's coming out. Um, so the full EP will be streaming on um, Friday, October 21st. And it's called Reasons to Grow, which is a, a line from the first single, I Am Not. Mm-hmm. 
And that'll be at, at the Little Low Band Camp? And, yep. And, and at, Wiretap. Okay. What's the Little Low Band Camp URL? I don't know. I can't remember if there was something special about the, Yeah, let me check. Okay. It's just littlelow.bandcamp.com. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it's like I can never – like, I mean, I was just on it earlier. I should have looked and wrote it down. But, like, I can never remember if it's, like, you know, one of those things where it's, like, you know, little low 632, you know. Or right. Like, well, yeah, literally every other thing we have is little low band just because right. I couldn't get it for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, my, one of my bands is <clears throat> the, the uh, Instagram is coma.regalia because a friend of mine has the Instagram handle coma. Oh. And I'm like, I can't be mad. It's my friend. And they, yeah. they're like, oh, I just love your band. So I picked that. But at the same time, you're like, come on, you know? That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's nice. Um, but yeah, um, is, do you, is there anything else that we should talk about before we take off? Or. The only other thing, well, so uh, it's not announced. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we're playing like a festival in October, but they haven't announced it yet, so I probably shouldn't say it till they announce it. Okay, um, so we're not gonna like we won't spill the beans on what the festival it is, but keep your eyes on yeah. the <laughs> the uh, the Instagram page and and stuff like that for an, yeah. a festival announcement soon. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, and then nothing else, actually. I think like just that you know, well, when the EP comes out, we're gonna have tapes on our Bandcamp, so there will be physical copies of the EP, and that will be the only place that you can get them is through us. And that was our conversation. Thanks to my new pal Christine for chatting with me. I can't wait for that EP. In other news, I'm excited to announce that a nine-page story I wrote called Shift has been published over at gulfcoastmag.org. If you have a minute, stop by there and read the story and hit one of the share links to let them know how much you liked it. I'll leave a link in the description. If you're looking for more comics work from me, head over to patreon.com slash human machine as I'm finishing up the first issue of my anthology zine called Sparks Magazine. You can join us there and read pages of the zine as I finish each one monthly. I think it's going to be fun. Until next time, take care and do good things. 